my name is Ruben Pillai and this is SHB Unfiltered, brought to you by the Stop Holding Back Foundation, a UK personal development charity geared towards improving the lives of people who stutter. We are the only podcast run by people who stutter, talking about a range of topics, streaming live and taking Q&A. We are committed to changing the way people think about stuttering breaking barriers and unleashing potential please support us on patreon and enjoy this next episode the change begins when you stop holding back three two one and live chris please tell me what number this is this is podcast episode seven. Seven, yes. Congratulations. We have we have surpassed the the sweet spot. I call it. Yeah, the sweet spot. The sweet spot. This, this is probably also this is probably also the um, the only podcast with people who stutter on that's actually running live streams and also um, running daily as well during the lockdown period because we literally don't have anything better to do. I'm joking, joking, but this is something we've been planning for a while and um, obviously being confined to our houses has given us challenges, but this great opportunity to spread information, positive information, useful information and, and also um, have a bit of fun and reconnect with each other. Got Christopher Jackson today, uh, key cog, pillar, stalwart of the podcast and Simon Bailey making his debut, his first cap on the SHB Unfiltered podcast. Congratulations, Simon. Here we go. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us, Simon. You're welcome. How are things going? Things are go- going well, thank you, Ruben. Things are going well. We're we're in lockdown isolation. I've got Ramesh Suman here staying with me in Bristol. Is he physically there on the corner? Or he's just had a shower, I think. Right. So I'm sure he's getting changed. Well, we look forward to seeing him on. Uh, with some clothes on, ideally, but seeing him on at some point. <laughs> Chris, how are you doing today, mate? I'm okay today. What's the crack? Everything's cool. What's the crack? No. To be honest, this is the highlight for me now. I told I you. Soon to cut. <laughs> yeah, I see. As soon as it hits that, um, the 4 p.m. mark, I think that's yeah. when the adrenaline. I'm only another couple of hours till we yeah. go live. Definitely, definitely. Um, I, I wanted to ask you actually. So, um, Simon is a bit different because this is his first time with us. But um, how have you found the whole uh, the, the whole process? Because for some reason, obviously, we started doing this on the weekend, doing the first one, but. It feels like we've been doing this for a while now because it's just been daily, repetitive, consistent. And I feel like um, it's gone better than I thought it would 
be going and it's been improving uh, day by day. Yeah, I thought that the struggle we would have is because we are, well, everyone is at home. I thought that we would be struggling for material, but that hasn't been the case. We've had more than enough things to talk about and I feel like we've just got so much more to cover. So I, like you just said, I found the whole process has been a lot more smoother and it's been a lot better than I initially thought it would be. Yeah, definitely. One thing I actually just realized when the camera was on um, and I saw myself on the screen was I'm actually wearing the same top from yesterday. And think, oh, damn it, I messed up. But that's what happens when you're uh, in isolation. You do lose track of time and space. I wanted to get straight into like the first um, talking point of today. We talked about a few things yesterday, like around um, the different types of people that we have met and different groups in the uh, stuttering universe or omniverse community whatever you want to call it today we want to talk about the one's mentality so working on my speech mentality and for quite a lot of people this is a really like weird or just kind of a different way of thinking and by weird and different i mean for people who stutter they don't really see like speech is something that they can actually work on but if you can get that message to them that is possible to improve then things can take off from there so I wanted to get both of you to actually give your um, take and your own personal definition of what one mentality is and kind of different ways to implement it different challenges that you faced and I'll take, I'll take it from there in terms of additional questions. But um, we can start with Simon, seeing as he's our guest today. And you will serve a guest first. Simon, one's mentality. One's mentality. It's really about having that attitude of being p- proud, not just to wo- work on your speech, but to advertise, to p- proactively uh, advertise, you're working on your speech with whatever tools and techniques that you, you want to. But the mentality underpins everything else. I define a behavior as a combination of mentality plus techniques. Because techniques on their own may work for a while and then they fade away. Mentality on their own, some people can do it with mentality on their own. Yeah, that's true. Someone that really just doesn't hold back at all can really not hold back, not avoid. And even though their speech might not be what we would call fluent, they don't avoid and their life isn't affected. But I know that I want more than that. I want the one's mentality which is being proud to advertise you're working on your speech. For me, using the tools and techniques of what I call the Grand Slam, that's what I use 
that's the techniques bit, but the mentality must come first. Chris Jackson. Yeah, for me, uh, mentality is exactly what what WOMS is. So I don't believe that technique, like Simon said just now, I don't believe technique alone is enough. I believe that working on your speech is a mentality where, where you're using it to display in every speaking situation that you're working on your speech. It's not a technique that you can switch on and off. It's not something that you can implement to get you out of trouble. It is a lifestyle. It is a whole approach from the moment you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that, like with me, for example, I still feel like I'm early on in my journey and I do still have struggles and stumbles every day. But as long as I'm focusing on implementing the mentality, I'm able to continue to progress every day. And as long as I'm getting better than yesterday, every day, then I'm adopting the mentality of advertising not working on my speech cheers chris just gonna take something from the live stream that will actually um underpin the next question i have so we have james long on the live stream watching hi james and he says for example someone like scroobius pip just started freely and doesn't seem to care and clearly doesn't hold back so I think what, what James is trying to um, get at there is Scroobius Pip has a, a form of stop holding back mentality, but would you both agree that it isn't necessarily a WOMS mentality or could it be partial WOMS, partial stop holding back type mentality? What do you guys see from that type of statement? Because the reason why I ask is that there must be quite a lot of successful people out there who are in that same mold. So they come to a point where some of their achievements have trumped the stuttering itself. So they have overcome it to a certain degree inside their heads, but yet they still freely stutter. So what do you guys think about A, that kind of example there? And B, does it fit into one mentality and the principles that go with it? Well, I don't know Scroobius Pip, and I'm not going to judge him at all. But what I will say, good luck to him. Good luck to him. Whatever you're comfortable with doing is right for you. And there isn't one approach that is right for everyone who stutters. There's many different approaches and many different ways of skinning the cat. And different people need different things. With someone like me who avoided a lot, it's all about avoidance. Or I just avoided everything. I was living half a life. And I would avoid answering questions and I would answer with the wrong answer because I couldn't say the right answer. I felt really bad about that. And I had 
severe uses of tricks as well. I mean, I couldn't live with that. So the thing about WOMS is it's a conscious, it's a very proactive decision to work on your speech, not just let your speech happen with a no holding back attitude. A no holding back attitude is terrific. It's wonderful. Good luck to anyone that has it. And good luck if you don't hold back, you don't avoid, you live a full life, and then it probably doesn't matter if you stutter using tricks. But I could never do that. Yeah, I know who Scroobius Pip is, and I have listened to a few of his podcasts, and he definitely has a no-holding-back attitude. Um, That doesn't quite fit into WOMS, because I believe that working on your speech and advertising that you're working on your speech includes using what everyone or what Simon described as a grand slam. Um, whereas Scroobius Pip, I rate him because he will literally get on the podcast. He's go, going for spontaneous fluency. He will not avoid a word. He will, I've heard him push through blocks. Um, I've heard him not care and he carries on with the podcast and he's smashing it in his field. I wasn't able to do that. I wasn't able to enter a field that I wanted to with the speech that I had. So I had to work on my speech in order to get there. And when I say working on my speech, not to say that Scroobius Pip hasn't done any work to get where he is, but when, what I mean by working on my speech is by adopting the one's mentality. I would also like to decide if I'm sorry for interrupting room. And I'd just like to add that, you know, as CJ alluded to, it's got to be a mentality that is your lifestyle. WOMS is a lifestyle for someone that's very motivated to become a better speaker. Because I don't really particularly anymore believe about overcoming stuttering. I think people can be better speakers who used to stutter. That's a more realistic attitude. But this idea that it's work, work. And then people say, oh, it's hard work. It's hard work going on a Maguire course, a Starfish course. It's hard work, work, work. I think if you look at WOMS as work, even though W stands for work, it's, it's sort of a little bit defeatist. You have to turn that work into pleasure. You have to see re- results. You have to see changes in your life. You have to see things that you can do now that you couldn't do before, or that you, you could do better now than you did before. And if it's all about work, 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 then it can get a bit tedious, a bit boring. You've got to have some fun. You've got to have some pleasure. You've got to see results. They may be gradual. They may take time. It's a journey, not a race. And just getting that mentality that WOMS is fun, fun and integrated into your life. Um, thanks, Simon. And please don't apologize for any interruptions. Just jump in if you have anything to say. Just find a natural gap in the conversation. Don't be too polite with each other. I may have to add as well to that last point is it does help if you're surrounded by the right people and the right type of community that can cater to your mentality. So if you are, if you are striving for ones or just acceptance or just you don't want to hold back, then you can find those people there and it's a lot easier when you're with people.
than doing it by yourself. I shall head back to the live stream because Chris, unlike yesterday, there's people commenting and asking us stuff. Yeah. So I don't have to blag it as much. Um, so got Leo. So Leo is saying, hi Leo. What do you do if you don't feel like you have been progressing at all for a while? So just to add some context, you have been suffering for a vast amount of your life. You managed to adopt a woman's mentality, learn techniques, gain that mentality and start applying it and make huge strides and progress and progress and progress. But at some point you <clears throat> hit that ceiling, you are kind of thinking, where do I go now? Because it's taking a lot more effort to make marginal gains. What do you, to, what do you guys think that someone in that position could do to take that next step and progress further? I think that they should have a new target. So I can use my personal experience in this. I started to work on my speech in January of 2018. I had great speech up until around August of 2018. I got to the point where I believed I couldn't block even if I tried. I had all this confidence but then it kind of started to fizzle out. And what I did is I set myself a brand new challenge because I felt like I wasn't challenging myself every day. So what I believed I couldn't do before, I wasn't believing I could do now. So I needed to test that and I needed to focus on a clear target, a clear goal that I could achieve in order to prove to myself that I have progressed. That also g gave me the motivation to pick up, pick up the pace and start to do more things like attend a King Speakers here and there. Um, so that target was the speech that I made at UCL. Um, without that, I wouldn't have had a clear focal point to see if I am progressing or not. I think that we stop to manage, we stop managing our expectations well, and we expect too much after a while. So then that can play around in our mind to think, well, I haven't actually improved that that much. But if you look at where you were and how far you've actually come, and what what you're doing on a daily basis compared to what what you were doing before you've come miles you've come miles but i would get a new focal point i would set a new challenge and i would work towards that challenge smash that challenge and then that'll put you back on that track in my opinion thank you very much chris for those beautiful words as always simon do you have anything to add I think it's terrific what CJ said and CJ's come so far. For me, when I work with the clients I work with, I talk about WOMS and I talk about WOMSAL. WOMSAL. Now, WOMSAL stands for working on my speech and life. 
And that sort of ties into what CJ, speech isn't a means to an end. It isn't a means, it, for many people, a means to an end to have a better life, a more fulfilled life, a more whole life, to enjoy life more. And it's about the lifestyle changes you get from WOMS as a result of it, working on your speech, become a better speaker, that is more important. And as what CJ said, setting objectives, a new objective, push yourself. But push yourself in a way you want to. Don't take that from other people. Don't take that. You know, Speakers Club is good, it's great, and it works for some, but it's not where others want to be. Set your own objectives, what you want to do. Go on a dating site, get a girlfriend, boyfriend, get a better job. Um, with me, I've done a lot of voluntary work recently, which I really liked and wanted to do, but I couldn't have done before. Um, well, I could have done, but again, you know, with me, I'm on a longer journey time than CJ. I've been doing this longer, but I still need fresh challenges, fresh targets every day, every week, every month. Thank you very much, Simon. And just to cap off that question, one thing I like to do is along the journey, I would be documenting, recording things. And sometimes when I feel like I've hit that ceiling and, and hit that barrier, I just flick through some of, the, some of the things I've done in the months before and the years before. And then you can really see how far you've come. Because if you are documenting, then you can track your journey because things may be up and down, but they will never be as down as the point where you started. And you may have days where it could sound like it, but up here, things have changed. So don't worry, uh, Leo or anyone else. Things are on the up. Just think about that long-term upward trend. Just to add to what you've said there, Ruben, an old manager I used to work for said to me, if it's not, it ties into your point about documenting, documenting. He said to me, if it's not written down, it doesn't exist. So writing down objectives or filming them on video or recording them on audio, which we can do far easier now, can't we, on smartphones. If it's not written down and doesn't exist, write it down. As you said, document, document, review, review, go back, reward yourself, applaud yourself. This is what you've done. This is how far you've come. And there's written evidence. It's tangible. It's in stone. Thank you very much, Simon. Heading back to the feed, we've got an evening, guys, from our friend Arthur Young. How's it going, Arthur? Thank you for joining us on this live stream. I just want to add to anyone coming on now, these videos are available on the Stop Holding Back YouTube page. So these get uploaded every single day. So you can look back at some of our conversations over the past week, if you partially joined or if you missed it completely. And hopefully you'll find it interesting and have a laugh at our expense. Scott Coulson, thank you for commenting. Scott Coulson is asking, is stammering or stuttering, whichever word you use, is it a disability of the mind? So, so this is a deep, deep question because <clears throat> two things there. We have that taboo word that 
the word with the stigma attached to it, disability. And now we're talking about disability of the mind. So what do you guys think? Or if you want me to kick off, I can give my 10 cents and buy you some time to think of something. I see Chris nodding his head. Is that yes? Yeah, go ahead. All right, thank you very much. Personally, the word disability and stuttering, it, it is always a bit strange for me because I never ever saw it as a disability. And I think maybe just the way the people around me treated me as I was growing up, I didn't ever have to feel like I was different. Even though I was, and even though everyone's different, I didn't feel that way. And I was always blessed to have a um, strong social environment, which kind of like reinforced that. Then when I first heard that stuttering officially became a, a disability, so it started to become encompassing the Disability Act 2010, um, purely for um, employment law. So to so this was used as a means to protect people who started within employment or education from discrimination. There was a backlash from certain areas of the stuttering community, purely because they felt that what they have thought of stuttering all these years, and they never saw themselves as disabled or someone with a disability and all the stigmas associated with it, they were now officially being classed as someone with a disability. So the first thing is to get past that. Do you guys think stuttering itself is a disability, physical? Once you can, ask, once you can answer that question, then you can tackle the next part, which is, is it a disability of the mind? Because if you believe that stuttering is a physical disability, then everything psychologically that is associated with stuttering, so the different types of habits and behaviors that you have developed because of your experiences while stuttering, then that's just a byproduct of it. But if you think it's the other way around, so your subconscious experiences and things that have happened in the past, um, adding up and creating stuttering within you mentally, then that could be more of a psychological issue than a physical issue. So in a roundabout way, I've turned Scott's question from one question to two questions. I'm going to ask you guys, what do you guys think of my gibberish I just said there? Well, I agree with what what you said there, Ruben. I'm just gonna read from a document that I wrote uh, last year. And it's, it says this, and this document is freely available by the way. It's, I say in this document, stuttering comes under the generic umbrella of communication disorders. So we're rather now, we're going to the area of communication, which speech is a part of, to get to my opinion of the answer. So I'm listing some of them. There are conditions like selective mutism, cluttering, diphasia, aphasia, spasmodic dysphonia, dysphoria, dyspraxia, motor neurons, autistic dysfluency, cerebral, cerebral palsy, and others. However, 
the majority, that's my opinion, the majority of PWS of what we know as psychological stuttering. So there are physical types of stuttering, for example, caused by a stroke, for example, which you can actually detect physically on a brain scan. So someone that stutters goes to a speech therapist, they'll often get a brain scan for the speech therapist to try and assess what they're working for. So someone, for example, with diphasia or aphasia who stutters, that could be classed as being physical. And you could even, if you want to, class that as a disability. Because things like that are not impossible to fix, but they're difficult to fix because it involves brain patterns and scans and elements of the brain that have been disrupted by the trauma of having a stroke, uh, like a, a bleed on the brain or uh, something like that, a stroke. But this thing that we're more interested in dealing with in SHB and I'm more interested in dealing with is psychological stuttering. Now, the de definition of that would be someone that can generally speak well, for example, when they're on their own or speaking to their pet, and their speech is very, very uh, variable, very, very variable. Sometimes they can be totally fluent. They can be fluent for days, weeks, talk to themselves fine, talk in their own room, talking to a video camera, talking to their friends. But in some situations or on some words, then they block very badly, they avoid. There's something actually going on psychologically in their mind that's not physical, caused by a brain pattern that can be detected by a brain scan, for example. And you can call that a, in my view, disorder, not disability, a disorder of the mind. But if you're using a word like disorder to replace disability, then again, that's a value judgment. That's a value judgment because I know people don't like that word either. I don't like disability, but I can see with some people that it is. But disorder is, again, you're going into that gray area. It's only a disorder if you don't like it, in my view, and you want to make change and you're motivated and you're prepared to do whatever it takes. Well, thank you very much, Simon, for um, sharing your work from the previous year. I know you've worked hard to put that document together and it is um, based on kind of things I've seen and read, it isn't well known within the stuttering community and the information that you have in there is very valuable and important and I do encourage uh, other people there who aren't aware of it to make themselves aware of that document. Is this on your personal page yet or? Well, it's, I'm just reading from it now. Whoops, that's a very bright screen. It's a downloadable PDF. It's a downloadable PDF. And I think I put it on the, as a file attachment, haven't I, CJ? Have I, CJ, on the SHB Facebook page? I think I have. I don't is know. I don't know, but I'll make sure it is. Okay. It's freely available. Okay. It is on my own website. That is true. And I know it's, but it's a PDF. It's downloadable and it's free to everybody. It's got so, a lot of other information on it as well. It's, 
it's a recognition uh, it's a document is say um, it's called why should you work on your speech because I recognize that there are people out there that it's yeah it says should you work on your speech it's asking a question because there are certain people to be quite honest and Scroobius Pitt may be one of them that don't need to work or don't want or shouldn't work on their speech it can be quite dangerous it can be quite dangerous into this is intervention that we're doing in SHB and what I do is very much intervention so I pre-screen everyone I work with and say look this is what I do it may not be for you carry on as you're doing that's fine no judgment no judgment and intervention for example with speech therapy with what I do SHB the Maguire program starfish whatever approach works you want to do you know intervention carries a degree of risk degree of risk with all the pre-screening you do in the world how motivated are you what are you prepared to do and all that sort of stuff intervention if you're working on if you're trying to go to WOMS intervention even with WOMS carries a degree of risk and you should only undertake it if you're really certain that it's for you and the document is explaining all of that uh, basically Thank you, Simon. We will definitely add the links to the video at the end of this, and we will make both uh, the links on the SSB site and your personal site available for people to view, as this information is, again, very, very sought after, and I encourage, encourage everyone to read it if they do want to learn a bit more about stuttering the different types and the mentalities around working on your speech. Chris, do you have anything to add on the last section? I think, well, I'm just beginning to read through the, the Facebook feed now. And Scott Coulson has said, in hindsight, disability is probably the wrong word to use. Um, and I think what he's asking is, would you consider stuttering as more of it being all in the mind rather than a physical issue? And I think what Simon was pointing out earlier, that some people have a stutter as a result of uh, physical trauma, um, which is a separate situation to what we're focusing on here. I do believe that um, psychological stuttering where you can be very fluent in some situations and then in certain situations you block up and freeze rather severely. Um, I do believe that it depends on the individual. The individual determines whether or not they, they decide whether they allow that to disable them or not. Um, because out there, there are people that block quite severely, but they still carry on and they do not avoid. And that's the key thing. If you allow it to, if you allow yourself to avoid, then that is what is causing that. That is what determines whether or not it is disabling you or not, in my opinion. Whereas with me, it was a disability of my mind because I was avoiding, whereas I meet a lot of people who stutter, who can stutter quite overtly, they can block quite severely, 
but they will not allow it to stop them from getting the job they want or doing whatever they want. So I think it very much depends on the individual. Thanks, Chris. And I just want to thank Scott for that question and everyone else commenting on the feed because it has sparked an interesting conversation amongst you guys. Um, um, I think we can all agree that the term disability does have certain emotional triggers because some people do really take it personally if they hear the word disabled, if they maybe are challenged with a disability themselves. And we can definitely agree that there is a spectrum with disabilities from severe to mild, same way spectrum with stuttering as well. But the emphasis we have here is it could be mild, it could be severe, but is it disabling the way you run your life? So is it disabling you from doing something? Or is it causing you to make the choice? And that choice is the wrong choice for you in that time. It's stopping you from ordering that type of food or going up to that goal or going for that job and taking your life to the, to the next level. And that's what one's mentality is trying to to preach because in in the end we can take our lives to the to the next level but communication is a massive part of that and this is all a journey encompassing both so thank you very very much i'm gonna head to our next question from a guy called Robin PJ. So how does one desensitize themselves to ridicule about the stutter? So I think he means how do you desensitize yourself from ridicule from, from external influences? And he wishes he had thick skin. So guys, how did you both do that? It's a very good question, very profound question, because a word very important the question is desensitization. Wow, I've been doing that for the last 22 years. I can tell you I'm still doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, look, there's a number of techniques that, or mindsets really, not techniques, mindsets that I've used. You can, you can be open, you can be honest. Some of the things that I like to do is to be proactive in the desensitization. I mean, if you're talking about ridicule, are you talking about laughing? When someone hears you speech and starts laughing? Possibly. That's ridicule, isn't it? And if you're practicing one's mentality and one's techniques, they're different and separate but related, very importantly, then disclosure is key. Actually saying to people, well, what you're gonna do and then sh showing them, advertising them. Disclosure is advertised in advance. Explain why and then even show and then de demonstrate. Cancellation is a good example. Cancellation is a well-known psychological technique that I've used, invented by Charles Van Riper 70, 80 years ago. It's not new, it's not new. So, so, for example, a job interview, I will tell people, uh, 
interviewers in advance that I might need to say a word again. It's fine, that's what I'm doing. So yeah, it's fine, not a problem, not a problem. I'm not happy with the way I say words. So that is very my emotional judgment that I want to do that. I want to do that. But you know, you, you, you've got to be honest. If someone laughs at you, just say, just try not to give them a, a striking ball. Try not, try not, I know it's difficult, but try not to get angry. Because anger in this case, you might say, oh, well, anger might stop you holding back. And, you know, anger is a substitute. Anger is a way you could not hold back. Well, I'm angry, so I'll just get the word out. But you can't live your life being angry. I'm sorry. Sorry, you can't do that. It's not productive to your mental health to have too much anger in yourself often. So just be honest. Say, mm, I stutter. You may or may not be working a speech. That's fine, whatever works for you. And I'm doing my best to speak. And I may take a bit longer. And would you mind if I said that again? Or please don't laugh at me. I mean, ridicule that you get from people, a lot of it is based on ignorance. They just don't know. A lot of people out there don't know what stuttering is. They don't know what blocking is. They don't know what trip usage is, tongue thrust, jaw movement slap of the face to get out a word they just don't know they just don't know what stuttering is and often just a little bit of explanation can sort the day out can sort the day out thanks simon chris i'm sure you yeah have. to follow on go on, mate to follow on the way that uh what what helped me to really desensitize myself from people's reactions and it is a process, it's not overnight. It is a long process that I'm still going through at the moment. But in the early days, what really helped me to understand was you got to realize that there's people out there that may never have encountered someone that has a stutter. They don't have anyone in their family that has a stutter. And like Simon says, it is ignorant. It's not. I used to see it as it's not my problem, it's theirs. They just do not understand about stuttering and they're not aware of it. So how can I expect them to react in the way that I want them to every single time? There's people that have met people who stutter and there's people that haven't. So for me, it was about just drumming it into myself that it's not me, it's it's their lack of exposure to it. So working on your speech and disclosing and adopting the one's mentality where you're advertising all the time to people is only helping push the word out, which over time will help you to desensitize yourself. Put yourself in speaking situations as often as you possibly can helped me to desensitize because I was seeking the reactions. I tried to get reactions just so I could work on blocking them out so I could carry on. So yeah. Cheers guys. And just to... Sorry. So can I have one quick point to that? I don't know whether yes, anyone here will remember the story that happened last year. There was a lot of publicity about a lady from the north of England I think it was Yorkshire, that went into Costa. Do you remember that? And they laughed at her. Oh, yeah, that was in the news, right? 
yeah, Costa Coffee, got, yeah. Got a lot of attraction, yeah. Got a lot of attraction, and there was quite a lot of posting on Facebook forums. And uh, what I did, and I made a video, and I'm going to try and upload it to the SHB community right now. Uh, what I did was, the day afterwards, I went into a Costa Coffee shop in Bristol, and I spoke to the guy. Phil, I got permission to film. And I filmed the whole discussion I had with the gentleman there and what to do if people laugh and how to avoid it and try and redress the balance for Costa because I like Costa and I think most people that I've ever come across in Costa don't respond with laughter and don't ridicule. I think ridicule, my view is, is that it happens quite rarely, quite, it's quite rarely. So I made this video to try and redress the balance and also to educate Costa Coffee as well. And I sent that video on a link to the Costa Coffee uh, Facebook page. I posted it as a link on their Facebook page. I didn't have a re reply, but at least they would have been aware of it. So there's plenty of people out there right now trying to educate the world. And, of course, educating the world is good for once. You're working on your speech doing it. So it's a double win. Thank you, Simon. Definitely, and that's a an excellent approach to take because you can either use it as an opportunity to, I guess, um, become hurt and fight back, or it's a chance to actually edu educate, educate, and really share positive awareness to that company and that staff, and advise them appropriately on how they can address other people who would be ordering coffee from them in the future because chances are they've probably encountered hundreds of people who stutter previously i'm talking about the company in general but they haven't yet identified that they have it because in those types of environments you've got long queues very fast paced and some, sometimes you don't have the bandwidth to actually take account of every type of of impediment or disability or issue that people have. So that's a great approach, Simon. James Long from the Facebook feed <coughs> wanted to add that if you're open, honest and confident about your stammer, it makes a world of difference <coughs> to who's listening to you speak. They won't ridicule you if you don't see it as an issue yourself. And if they do laugh at you, they're not a person you want to associate with. You don't need that negativity in your life. And that's a fantastic way of addressing it because more often than not, if, you're, if you really care about seeking acceptance and vindication from a person serving you in the morning your coffee and then later on the person who serves you your sandwich and seeking respect and vindication from all these people, you will never be happy. The core reason why you feel like that is probably because this is how you feel about yourself. And it's easy to, to, for that to manifest through incidents where other people bring that up and remind you of who you are so unless you come 
to terms with who you are and you make peace with who you are, you will constantly be ridiculed because you would be subconsciously seeking that ridicule because that's essentially how you feel about yourself. I've come to a point now where if people smirk or smile about my blocks and freezes, all I have to say is, oh, I'm sorry if I made you laugh. I've just got a speech impediment. I've got a stutter. And if that's the way you feel about it, then that's just your personality. Or, oh, sorry if you didn't know. <clears throat> if you want to know more about it, this is the website. This is the charity that I am a trustee of. So there's different ways of tackling it. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought that's a good comment by James about being confident and we weren't put on this planet to live up to the expectations of other people. We show people respect, yes, and we're allowed to have our own views and take responsibility for those. Definitely. Just by the way, just sorry to interrupt. I've just let you know that I've added my document now, my PDF document we're talking about. I've added it to the Stop Holding Back community on Facebook and I've just added that video I was talking about. I've added a link to the video on the Stop Holding Back community Facebook page. So it's just gone on there. Chris, Chris. Is okay, that, brilliant, yeah. Is that the right group or do you have to add it to that? That's the closed group. So anyone who wants to access that, I no, it's not, it's not a problem. It just means that people can um, apply to join that closed group and they will then be accepted, which means they will then be able to have access to the document. So no, it's not a problem, Simon, fine. So just a few clicks from the people side and then a few clicks from our side and you get access to Simon's PDF. Going back to Scott Thornton on the Facebook feed, I generally find that one's deliberate disfluency is the single best thing that improves my speech, which I believe is due to the need for perfectionism in my speech fading. And then I subsequently stop looking ahead and holding back. Seem to get better control as a byproduct. So I just need to process that again. So there's a few things in there. Ones slash the deliberate, deliberate disfluency is the single best thing that improves my speech. So that's the mentality that Simon was talking about earlier. The principle, the primary thing that you need beyond any technique or embarking on any shaping of flu fluency or, or gaining any technique. Because if you don't have that mentality, then everything else will fall down eventually. I agree. And Scott's yeah, I mean. need for perfectionism perfectionism in my speech fading and then subsequently i and then i subsequently stop looking ahead and holding back so correct me if i'm wrong but the way i read it is he lets go of his need for perf perfectionism perfectionism and when he does that he really goes for it and he doesn't hold back anymore. And coupled with this and the mentality that he has adopted through WOMS, he has seen progress in his speech because he isn't 
feeling yeah. the, the drawback of bad experiences because in the end, like I've said before here, if you're, constant, if you're constantly pushing your comfort zones, you'll constantly be experiencing the micro failures because you will be pushing yourself to your extremes and past your extremes. And if you keep doing that, you will take your speech to different levels. But you have to understand that the need for perfectionism can stop you from progressing. Because as I say, perfection is paralysis. Guys, do you want to give your take on Scott's very, very concise but thorough addition to the Facebook feed? I think it's fantastic. Scott, yeah. terrific. Agree with every word. I agree with every word. That's very profound. And it's also made by someone, Scott. I don't know Scott, but he's obviously done a lot of work on his speech and himself knows himself is very aware and I agree with every word and you talk about micro failures there a micro failure is a stepping stone on the journey to bigger successes and it's about perseverance you do need a bit you do need a bit and dealing with setbacks is part of anything it's not just working on a speech dealing with setbacks could be a career thing and being a better lawyer or being a better IT worker which I was there were times in my professional life where things didn't go well. I had a setback and I dealt with it. Sometimes you experiment and things don't go well as well. That's fine. Perseverance is a vital quality that you must have. But very profound statement by Scott. Well done. Yeah, the need for perfectionism is what used to kill me constantly. Even in the early stages of working on my speech, I really struggled to transition into not expecting perfection all the time and once i've got over that like scott said you are really able to let go you're really able to start experimenting you no longer care to too much about the outcome and you start concentrating on the action that you're taking and the more action you take the more micro failures you will have but then the more successes you will have which then your belief system re really begins to change cheers chris we also got a follow-up comment from scott saying apologies for the confusion i need to work on my wording so that that just so that wasn't just me fumbling around trying to make heads and tails or of what he just said but thank you very much scott for that excellent comment I just want to just add for people out there who are actually seeking perfectionism. I say this all the time. If you want, I can guarantee you one whole day of fluent speech. And it's even easier now. Literally just stay inside your house, turn your phone off, self-isolate, and don't talk to anyone. There you go. You'll be fluent for a whole day. But if you want to live life, get ready for failure and get ready for disfluency, deliberate or not, just get ready for micro failures. And if you can mentally prepare yourself for that, you will be living life. And in some strange ways, as long as 
you are safe both physically, financially, spiritually, and the people around you, some of your best experiences will be seen as failures, but there will be stories for you to think back on in the future and there'll be valuable learning experiences. So I can honestly say that I've learned so much more from mistakes and things I've done in the past than from some of the successes. So guys, thank you very much for your comments. I think we will be wrapping up very, very shortly. But <clears throat> before we do, I just want to say that um, thank you for everyone who has supported us over the past week. Chris, when we first started this, we didn't know how long this was going to go on for, right? And we are already through the first week, episode yeah. seven. Yeah, the only Stuttering podcast running live feeds on social media and running every day. And most importantly, something I learned recently is this podcast is completely different to others because we aren't here to, to, I guess, this isn't really for us completely. We are offering information, offering Q&A sessions with other people. We are giving value to whoever wants it. So this isn't purely for us. There are other things out there where you can raise your personal profile and improve your brand, and that's completely fine. But what, what we're doing now, we thought this should be a good chance for us to share our information that we've picked up over the past few years, invite guests, have a laugh, and answer questions. So I thank everyone who has added and commented and everyone who has been a guest uh, so far in the past week. We look forward to a further few more weeks of lockdown so you can have fun with us every evening at 6.30. James Long, it's rare someone will openly laugh at your stammer without being a result of nerves or awkwardness. So if you can address that ASAP and be transparent, honest and open about who you are, you can yeah. save both sides a lot of hassle and a lot of wasted yeah. anger and emotion and leo thinks that he has a need for perfectionism it's frustrating to have ups and downs and he knows pushing through a block is not good but the fact that he's aware of all this is the first step towards taking action and leo is in the right frame of mind he has the one mentality in his palm, so he knows what to do. Chris, any final words before we let Simon close the show? Well, I've spoken to Leo and we've addressed that. I know that he knows what to do. Uh, he's more than equipped to get to it, so he'll be fine. Well, Leo spent four days with me last year, the top guy. Very, very motivated, and he's having fun with it. So, having fun with wants. So, well done, Leo. Top guy. All right, thank you, Leo. I should say it too. You're a top guy. I'm joking. Yes, you are a top guy. You're very, very tall. Freakishly tall. But we'll get on to that later. Guys, thank you very, very much for another beautiful evening, Friday night in 
lockdown London, Ramesh is still in the shower, so he wasn't able to grace us with his presence. But Simon, send him our regards. He's in the kitchen. Are you free, Rambo? Say hello. Just come say hi. Just come say hi, Ramesh. Just come and say hi, Ramesh. Ramesh. Tell him to grace us with his presence. Please grace us, Ramesh. I haven't seen him for ages. There oh, he wow. is. There he is. Oh, my God. Hi. Are you okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Are you okay? Hi, Ruben. Hi, CJ. How are you? Good to see you, Ramesh. Thank you. Yes, yeah, nice to see you guys. It's been a while. Looking a bit trim, man. A bit trim. <laughs> yeah. It, thank you. Yeah. Trimmed yeah, up. I've lost a lot of weight, man. I've been, uh, I've been working out. Fantastic. Uh, hey, yeah, so how are you guys been doing this uh, virus outbreak? It's been interesting, Ramesh. It's been interesting. But if you're free tomorrow, we can get you on the Zoom and we'll talk in depth about what's been happening in your life, what's been happening in France, and more, most importantly now, the virus as well. So if you are... Yeah, that'd be great. What time do you want to go on? I'll give you a text tomorrow, but yes, Chris, we booked another one. We go on for yeah. night. It's happening. Ramos, check your phone managed, tomorrow morning. Yeah, we managed to secure another special guest. <laughs> It'll be great to be on there. And uh, last time we spoke to each other, CJ, Norwich beat Spurs, didn't they? Uh, let's not talk about that. Let's, hey. not, let's not discuss that, please. It, it's all good because every result now is void, isn't it? Oh, we still got an FA Cup quarterfinal soon, mate. Or maybe uh, Ramesh, <laughs> I'll contact you tomorrow. But uh, I'll Scott see you Coulson, guys later. Take care. Thank you very much, Scott Coulson. Thank you very much for your valuable additions, James Long, for being a supporter of SHB, Leo, as always, Robin, and Arthur Young for on the feed on the Zoom. Just. Yeah. Um, just uh, if, if Arthur Young's still there, I know Arthur Young's a golfer. Look, Arthur, if you're still there, there's my golf trophy. If he's not you like there, he'll come back on now. Is Arthur still there or not? I don't know, but we can. Don't we don't we'll know. See if we, we will let him know. We will let him know, Simon. But we'll Simon, yeah. thank you very much for gracing us with your time. Thank you, Ruben. And Chris, that's another one in the books. That's another one down. Another one down. Dude, I'll see, bag. You, I'll see you tomorrow, Chris, for more action. But thank you very much. Simon. Thank you, Ruben. Thank you pleasure. for letting me come on. Cheers, Take Simon. Care. Take care, guys. Have a good Take night. Care. Ruben, Take care, Ruben. Take care, mate. Cheers, Cheers everybody. Good night. Stay safe.